And now a word from our sponsor, Grant Writing and Funding. Did you know that as a podcast listener of the Grant Writing and Funding podcast show, that you get 10% automatically off of all of Holly's courses? That's right, you heard it here first. So if you are looking to increase your grant writing skills, or maybe even earn a certificate in grant writing, or maybe you're looking to increase your nonprofit strategic planning skills and get that mission and vision statement done, map out your year, and more. Or you might be interested in becoming a freelance grant writer and getting your business set up. Whatever your needs may be in the grant writing and funding field, you can definitely get skills at grantwritingandfunding.com to grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Just jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com and click on courses. Any course or courses you may be interested in, upon checkout, just put in the coupon code PODCAST. That automatically gets you, as a podcast listener, 10% off of all of Holly's courses. Once again, go over to grantwritingandfunding.com, click on courses, and then upon checkout, just put in your coupon code PODCAST. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, PODCAST. And while you're there, check out all the other free resources that we have at grantwritingandfunding.com. Thank you for being a valued listener of the Grant Writing and Funding podcast and being a change maker. Enjoy. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. And I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you currently work at, or if you're a freelancer or consultant, the many different missions of the nonprofits you work with. All right, so we've been having really fun in April, a lot of fun, right? So we've had some fantastic guests on the show, starting with, uh, we kicked out the month with Rachel Waterman, and she talked about grants management, right? How not to miss deadlines. And then we also talked last week with Brady Josephson, on digital marketing and really looking at, you know, what are nonprofits doing? What do they do in 2020? And what are they doing in 2021 to get donors? He also has a free tool for you. So you definitely want to check out that. Um, today, it's going to be a solo show. So it's just me. Well, not really solo because you're here too, right? <laughs> so I'm along with you. Um, but I also have a free downloadable to go with today's episode. And I'm going to explain that in just a minute. So what can you expect next week? Well, next week I have Mr. Matt Hug on the show and he's going to talk about nonprofit.courses, which is a great education platform. So yes, very busy in April. Um, and just as a reminder, we have kicked off in April um, a new monthly free giveaway. Um, so you can enter to win the number one best-selling book on Amazon, grant writing and funding um, in the grant writing world, right? Um, and that was actually hit number one in 14 categories on Amazon and has a workbook for you. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and just take a snapshot of your review, send an email, over to me and you will be entered to win a free copy of the book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing 
And even if you already have a copy of this, go ahead and do it anyways, because hey, if you get a copy, an extra copy, you can share that with a nonprofit leader, you can share it with a friend who's on a board of directors, you can share it with your public library, there's a lot of different places that you can share it. So let's get back to today's episode. What am I gonna talk about? Well, I'm gonna talk about how to write an objective for a grant application. Yes, we're gonna go into nitty gritty tools today so you can walk away today having up-leveled your skill of writing grants. And once again, if you want to grab that downloadable that I made for you that accompanies this show, go ahead and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 167. That's where you can download the objective worksheet, which will lead you through how to um, actually write these objectives. And that's completely free. So once again, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 167 to grab your copy of that. All right, why are we talking about objectives? Well, we're talking about them because quite honestly, I had to say, okay, what are people asking me about a lot, right? So I get a lot of questions about grant writing and funding related items. And one of those questions is about objectives. And I also checked my website to see what were my most popular pages where people were visiting. One of my episodes on objectives is super popular. So I was like, I need to bring this back and talk about it again, because that was from a few years ago. So let's go ahead. You might not have caught that episode, but people are checking it out online. So I wanted to go ahead and re-talk about objectives as well as give a free downloadable and tool that will be very useful for your grant writing. So writing an objective can really be confusing. And you might say, well, Holly, it's an objective. Um, you know, isn't that just a common word? And isn't that just something we can say we hope to do this? No. So objectives are very specific in how they need to be written for grants. And that's all a part of the technical writing as well, right? Grant writing is very technical. So I do have a lot of people coming to me who are, you know, English majors or journalism majors or lawyers and, you know, wanting to transition into grant writing. And they totally can, right? But it's a different way of writing. And that's why a lot of them also sign up for the course and that sort of thing, because they really want to learn the technical aspect of writing grants, because it is very different than writing a short story or an article or policies, right? So there are there are some functions that fit very well, but it is a different type of writing. So let's go ahead and look at this. So just to break it down a little bit more, you know, and those of you who have signed up for my free grants formula on grantwritingandfunding.com, um, you know, you will, this will sound familiar when we talk about objectives. So the examples I'm sharing with you guys today actually come from my book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. And um, this is really great because if you win that book, it's really gonna make a lot of sense when you look at the problem statement, when you look at the budget, et cetera, right? But for today, we're just gonna focus really on the objective. So usually a goal is one, there's one goal for the grant, right? Sometimes there's more than that, but generally speaking, I like to say, keep it to one thing. And then the objectives are really how you're gonna meet that goal. So how you would meet the goal, so let's go ahead and look at the goal from um, the book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, is Youth Soccer Rocks, so that's the name of the nonprofit, will provide a free soccer program for at-risk youth and provide a healthy pathway. So that's, that's a goal, it's pretty big, it's pretty broad. 
But able to reach that, the funding source and the reviewers are going to want to know how will you reach that goal, right? You can't just say, well, we hope to do this or we're going to have a program. That's way too broad. So objectives in the world of grant writing always have to be SMART. And they don't need a degree, <laughs> but you might have heard this acronym before. But if not, I just want to go ahead and let you know what it is or give you a reminder. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant or Realistic, and Time-Bound. All right, so those are really important. So one sentence has to meet all of those five things, right? One sentence of your objective. So you want to make sure that you hit all of those markers. And in your worksheet that accompanies the podcast today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 167, we'll take you through that as well. So what we really want to look at is specificity first, right? So the, remember the S in SMART is specific. So when you write an objective, I actually want you to write down how the objective is smart. And I want you to answer each one of these things. And this will really get you, every time you write a grant, I want you to do this, you guys, okay? So, and the reason why is because if you do this, you know it's smart. If you don't do this, you might think it's smart, but it might not, you might be missing a part of it, right? It might just be smack. <laughs> It might be art, but it might it might not contain all of the deliverables that you need to have within this objective, which are the smart components, right? So let's go ahead and look at this. As we develop our objective, let's go ahead and see if it's smart. Let's go ahead and use an example. 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. All right, that is a mouthful, but it's also very succinct, right? So if you're like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna involve all of the different parts of SMART into one sentence? That's exactly how you do it. <laughs> so, and it definitely, that would be a way to meet the goal. Remember, the goal is Youth Soccer Rocks will provide a free soccer program for at-risk youth and provide a healthy pathway. So how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to do it through the objective, which is 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. So that would be one objective. Now, in grants, I typically say you can have on average three up to three objectives. Any more than that, and it starts getting a little muddy and a little cloudy. And you can have different objectives. So if it's a multi-year grant, you might have three objectives in year one, two objectives in year two, and three objectives in year three. Like it doesn't always have to be the same objectives every single year. So maybe in your first year, you're doing a pilot program. So you wouldn't need that objective in year two right? That pilot program might be done by the time it's year two. So these are things to consider, but you don't want to have like eight objectives in your grant because that's a lot. So, and, and sometimes those actually might not be objectives. You're just calling them objectives and they're actually activities like that go under your objective. But let's go ahead and go back to how is this objective actually smart? So let's break it down. Well, is it specific? Remember, the S in SMART is specific. So identify the outcomes that will be achieved. 
Is it specific? Well, yeah, because it's telling me 100 disadvantaged youth in a specific city will receive X by a certain time. So it's very specific. So definitely there's specificity to it. And what helps add specificity is numbers. Specific numbers, specific target population, specific geographic areas. These are all things that add, because you're like, how do I make it specific? Like, that sounds great, Holly, but when I'm looking at developing mine, what are some, you know, common words that might help me? So in your downloadable, you have a little word bank, and that will help you. So really, you're looking at what is helpful. Well, numbers are helpful, and remember specific target populations, because just by the nature of having a target population, that is specific. Just by the nature of serving a certain area, that is specific, so that lends to it. All right, so definitely it's specific. Now, is it measurable? Well, let's see. Once again, what's another trigger word for your word bank is numbers, all right, guys? So it's not just the numbers, right? You could have 100 disadvantaged youth, so it's very measurable because I know, well, how many am I going to measure going into this program? How many disadvantaged youth am I going to measure? I'm going to measure 100. That's my target, right? So I can measure if I reach that goal or not. Did I actually have 100 disadvantaged youth in this area get uh, sports scholarships. So that is a really good way to measure it. And of course, there's a time, there's a time bound thing there too at the end of 12 months. So did I have 100 disadvantaged youth in Rocking Sox receive scholarships within 12 months? So I can definitely measure that. And that is something a funding source wants to see because if you ask for money, which you're doing in a grant, they wanna know specifically what the money is going to and what it's going for, right? So you're saying it's going to disadvantaged youth for these sports scholarships. It's going to go to 100 of them, and it's going to get used in a, in a year. So that's really important to include the measurable component to it. And for you as well as a nonprofit, because you're going to want to know, well, how do I manage this? How do I measure this? How do I know this program is working and really making impact in my community? Okay, now let's go next. And remember, I want you to always ask yourself, just like I'm going through asking, is it this? Is it that? Right? I want you to do the same thing. Every time you write an objective, I want you to go through this same process that I'm going through right now. And sometimes I even include this process in the grant itself. If I have space, I'll actually spell out SMART and then I'll write down how it's specific, how it's measured, how it's achievable, etc. And it really adds a lot more depth to the grant and for the reviewers. Just a little side note for you. Aren't you glad you listened to this podcast today? <laughs> I'm giving away the gems. All right, guys. So now let's look at achievability, right? Is it achievable? Is the objective achievable within the duration of the project, resources, budget, etc.? So this is specifically balanced by the needs. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is to say, if you say 100 disadvantaged youth in Rocking Sox, right, they're going to receive these sports scholarships. And if you have a very small community, 100 might be way too many. That might be, well, are there even 100 youth in our community? You know, so this is because of this, how specific it is, it is for a certain target population, disadvantaged youth in a specific area, Rocking Sox City, then 
you know, it has to make sense. That number has to make sense. Don't just throw in a high number, 100, 500, 1,000, right? If it's not going to be achievable. And let me say that again. Don't throw in a high number if it's not going to be achievable. Just because you think if you put down that you're going to serve more people, right, that you're going to have a higher chance of getting funded. Don't do that. But why, Holly? Doesn't it always doesn't it always get funded more? You know, grants get funded if you say you're going to serve more people and, you know, with less amount of money and blah, blah, blah. No. Okay. What a grant reviewer is looking at when they're looking at these grants is, is this achievable? This sounds great, but do you have the capacity? Do you have the amount in your budget? Do you have the resources to serve 100 at-risk youth in Rocking Sox City? Because if it looks like you're being too ambitious, they're going to say they don't know how to run programs. It's actually going to reflect poorly on you. So you want to make sure that you can reach the number of what you put. I've received grants before for a very specific target population for a very specific program of only eight people, and I got $1.2 million. That was because the project, you know, it was a pilot project, and it was a beautiful pilot project that was very much needed. So I showed that very succinctly in my, in my problem statement. So we're not talking problem statement again here. But achievability also reflects back to, will it solve the problem statement? <laughs> so is it going to help you reach your goal? Is it actually doable? Do you have the resources necessary to meet this? So don't just think, we got to put in a big number. Think how many people or how many things or you know whatever you're putting in, right? It might not be people that you're serving. It might be other things that we're doing. But how many things can get done? What is actually achievable? with this. So you might have to bring those numbers down. Don't think it's going to reflect poorly on you because it could be a huge need. And the other thing is too, you have to submit reports, right? And you have to show how you're meeting your your goal and your objectives. So you yourself really want to say, oh my gosh, we actually superseded that and we served more than that. This is a really popular program. So give us funding again, right? So that's a great actual thing to do for real. All right, guys, so is it achievable? Now let's look at relevancy. Is it relevant, right? Does the objective relate to the problem statement and goal? So once again, if we go back to the goal, Youth Rocker Socks will provide a free soccer program for at-risk youth and provide a healthy pathway. And the objective here is 100 disadvantaged youth and Rocking Socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. Is that relevant? Well, yeah, I would say it's definitely relevant if there is an issue um, in access to uh, activities for disadvantaged youth and if there's a reflection on their health, right? So there's a lot of poor health in that area for disadvantaged youth because of accessibility. Well, this program is providing sports scholarships, so free ability to go to sports. So it's, a, it's really, really good. And it can be a solution to that for that goal, right? So there you go. So is it relevant? You really want to make sure that what you're doing is going to meet the need. And now let's look at our final component of the SMART method, time bound. And this is one of the easiest. All right, guys, this is one of the easiest. Do you have a date for the objective to, com to be completed by? And my tip is that you either start off at the beginning with the time bound duration, 
or at the end of the sentence, one way or the other. And just make sure you have it. Because think about this. If I just said 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships, how do I measure when, right? Is that forever? Uh, you know, how many do, do I only track 20 a year for five years? It's too abstract without a time duration. And the other reason why having a time-bound duration is so important in a grant is because usually, almost always, the funding has to be spent within a certain period of time. So if I'm applying to a grant and it says the funds need to be expended in 12 months, one of my objectives will not be up to three years. It won't supersede whatever part of the grant that says that this is our budget duration. It's not going to go beyond that. It could go under that if I was going to finish a program sooner, right? One of my objectives would finish something sooner. That's fine. If I can spend the money quicker, not a problem. But you also, you know, would still want some funding to the end for part of it, right? So maybe one objective finishes up in six months and the other two objectives, you know, take the whole 12 months. That's absolutely fine. But you don't want to have it going beyond the funding duration period of the grant. So if it says it has to be spent within 12 months, none of your objectives should be longer than 12 months. You know, maybe you can write up a little sustainability plan that goes beyond the 12 months, but your money has to be spent. All right, so usually that means your objective will be done because the objective is going to take money. So in my example here, I have only 12 months to spend it. So what is my date for this? Well, I'm going to let them have the whole 12 months because I want to make sure I reach my goal and it's achievable, right? That 100 people. How you can easily do this, 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships by the end of 12 months. Now, the flip side of how I said you can write this is by the end of 12 months, 100 disadvantaged youth in rocking socks will receive sports scholarships. Either way, right? Tomato, tomato. Um, so you can really do this either way, but if it helps you remember it more by always starting off an objective with a time duration, then do it that way. That's fine. So just make sure you have it. And remember, it has to do with the funding period from that grant, right? So today we're only talking about the objective writing part of a grant. We also have two other O words, outcomes and outputs that can, oh my gosh, they can be so confused, right? So I'm going to break those down in a further podcast because I just want you to think about objectives today and to walk away really understanding what they are. And with your downloadable, you're going to know how to write one. And even if you have some examples, go ahead and share them with me. You can always send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. Or better, you can hashtag grantwritingandfunding um, to any posts that you have, and I'll be able to see that. All right, guys, so that is what I have for you today, your objectives. Remember, they have to be SMART. And what does SMART stand for? Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I gave you all the golden nuggets today, so please make sure y'all do them. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we talk to Mr. Matt Hug. And as a reminder, we do have our monthly book giveaway of the Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. So if you leave a review on the podcast on iTunes, go ahead and take a snapshot, send me an email at holly at grantwritingthefunding.com, and you will be entered to win a free book. You'll be entered into the raffle. All right, have a beautiful and lovely week, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.